Tonight on the Fanatic Forum, I've got some new books to show off to you, plus a big crossover this week. But is that my pick of the week? Well, you're just going to have to find out right after this. Happy Friday and welcome to the Fanatic Forum. I'm your Fanatic and host, George Bueller. You guys will have to excuse me this week. I'm getting over a cold and a simultaneous eye infection. So, yay. Uh, but, yeah, you know, you know whatever. It just, that's, that's the way things go this year. But uh, <clears throat> the three things I do not like about this particular season, A, illness, B, the weather, and hot take, I'm not a big Christmas fan. So, not necessarily that I, you know, wish anybody bought humbug or anything like that, but eh, if you're up to me, eh, we, I'd just do something else on December 25th. So there you go. <laughs> We're starting off on controversy tonight. <laughs> Anywho, hope you guys are having a good week here. <clears throat> you guys are all healthy out there, hopefully. Uh, well, not so, <clears throat> but uh, I uh, drank some hot tea right before here, so hopefully my voice holds up. But uh, this may be a little bit shorter show tonight, but that's okay. Anywho, so got some new books. Want to show off this week here. Of course, a lot of cool stuff came out. Uh, one very big particular uh, crossover came out that I'm just going to get right to here because this is the big book of the week here. Straight out of the 90s, folks, Batman and Spawn have made a comeback. Let me get a nice reflection. There we go. This is the uh, cover A. Greg Capullo did the art for this one, and he does the art for the majority of the uh, uh, for the comic. Oops, sorry. Um, Tom McFarlane uh, writes it, so uh, yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's a really cool story. It uh, leans a lot heavier on uh, Batman fans. Uh, the villain is kind of a different version of the Court of Owls, so they've apparently they've kind of throughout the DC multiverse, there must be different versions of the court. So, this is kind of not our you know, Earth Zero uh, version of the court, but a similar style. But yes, yeah, it's kind of neat, uh, very you know. I don't know, a little mystical sort of book here. But yeah, a lot of fun, though. Uh, kind of feels like there might be a second issue. I don't know just yet. So, But they kind of give us the impression that there might be more. So uh, we'll see. Um, very, thing, uh, very cool thing, though, is that there are, uh, I think, about 15 or 16 different variant covers for this. Um, of course, there's the main 10 that they have for this. And then there's some special different covers. There's a really cool acetate cover. Uh, there's this particular glow-in-the-dark. You can see that's textured there. This is the glow-in-the-dark Greg Capullo. And McFarlane um, also had a little bit of say on this one, too. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Love this cover here. Uh, there's a black-and-white cover. There's lots of different black-and-white covers. So, but 
basically it's a um, uh, a variant comic fan's dream because uh, there's so many covers for this. Uh, then of course there's the special variants: your one in fifties, your one in twenty fives, one in one hundreds, one in two fifties. Uh, soon to come, the one in six six six, and also the one in one thousand. So those are coming next month. But yeah, lots of books to pick up. Uh, check with your local comic shop uh, to see what kind of deals they have on maybe different packages for all these variant covers because there are quite a lot of them. Um, Clobbering Comics, we have uh, special deals where, uh, especially if you get the higher priced variants like the one in two fifties, whatever else. You basically once you get the one in two fifty, you get all the other covers with it too because you're paying about two hundred fifty bucks for it. But Nonetheless, you know, you're, it's, it's a it's a nice deal for a whole bunch of comics here. So, yeah, some very cool art. Uh, let's see here. DC also has another uh, couple of good pairs. I'm going to show those off here. Um, our last tie-in here for Dark Crisis, this one's called Big Bang. Uh, this is definitely uh, a nice must-have for fans of The Flash. Uh, a nice love letter to the multiverse. You kind of visit uh, many, many different facets of the multiverse in this one here. So, yeah. Very cool. Mark Wade does the writing on this one here, and uh, Dan, uh, Dan Jurgens does a little bit on here as well. So uh, let's see. Oh, actually, Dan Jurgens does the uh, art with uh, Norm Repman on there. So yeah, uh, but yeah, very cool tie-in here. Uh, like I said, this is the last tie-in. Next week, issue seven comes out, the finale for Dark Crisis, and then after that, there's the. Uh, uh, Dawn of the DC Universe one-shot, which kind of, again, yes, folks, we're resetting again. There's a lot. I don't think they're making too terribly many changes to the DC Universe, uh, aside from the fact that there's going to be some creative teams shuffling around. So, um, yeah, so I think most of the Batman books are safe, uh, but there's going to be, I know the Superman books are going to have some shuffling around there uh, and stuff like that. So, hey, Johnny's on here. Good to see you, sir. Welcome. Uh, let's see here. Another really cool book for DC this week. Uh, this is from the Black Label uh, imprint here. Uh, basically, this is the exact same team that did Rorschach here. So we got Tom King, Jorge Fornes, and Dave Stewart uh, doing the coloring on here. But this is Danger Street, Once Upon a Time in a Far-Off Kingdom. This is a cool book. This reminds me a lot of when uh, Brian Michael Bendis would work for Marvel in kind of the mid uh, you know, the early to mid 2000s when he was doing all of his Avengers stuff uh, and basically his, you know, really his heyday in the Marvel Universe and bringing back a lot of like obscure characters and putting them in the forefront or just playing around with some of that stuff. Tom King does the same thing. I mean, he made Kite Man relevant in his Batman run. So if you want obscure Batman villains, Kite Man's about, you know, as obscure as you can go. Uh, but Danger Street's fun because basically you are featuring a lot of characters who basically have been kind of cast off from the DC universe, really not very used very much. Or if you think, go back to the 1975 first issue special, which basically that was a whole series where every issue was a number one introducing a new character, team, whatever the case may have been. So in the first issue of that, they introduce you to the Dingbats from Danger Street, a group of kids that kind of ragtag band of misfits you know, they kind of get into adventures and stuff like that. Well, they get in a world with some adventures that involve Metamorpho, Warlord, Starman, Dr. Fate's in there somehow, and a few other obscure folks. Don't want to bring up everybody just yet, but they all tie in together in a very interesting way. And I've got to tell you, it's an original 
original book here, just throwing all these, you know, kind of forgotten heroes and characters uh, or just rarely used ones uh, in here and just making an interesting story here. So, uh, but uh, basically the story is that Warlord and his cohorts are trying to enter the Justice League. And by doing so, they want to basically pull off a big stunt that says, hey, you know, we, we've got the chutzpah to be in the Justice League. And it kind of goes terribly wrong, and it starts involving all these other characters that aren't necessarily interconnected, but by the end of the first issue, they are. So I'm very interested to see where this story goes here. Really enjoy this one. That's my number two thing of the week. So we'll keep going here. i got a couple other things to show off here. For only for Marvel, because we had um, a very light week for Marvel. Marvel's had a lot of big weeks recently, so they had a, a light couple of weeks coming up here. Uh, but this is the new Invincible Iron Man number one. Uh, Christopher Cantwell's run has ended, so he, <clears throat> excuse me, he's off the book now. And then this is kind of a... Uh, Jerry Duggan's basically kind of kicking off of what Christopher Cantwell had laid down in, the, uh, last, in his last run, where basically... Tony is kind of, you know, low tech. Um, he's gotten rid of a lot of his money in some very interesting ways, not frivolous ways, but more, I don't know, philanthropic sort of ways here. Um, and also a bit of kind of, you know, you know, getting some security, you know, for the world at large here because too much of his stuff was on the open market. So most of his vast fortune is now gone. Uh, so Tony's kind of living, you know, life kind of low key, whatever else. Well, for some reason, someone has it out for Tony and it's apparently somebody new and potentially could be smarter than both he and Riri Williams, who of course Riri is in this book here, which is great to get her back in the Iron Man book proper. Uh, because yeah, I'd really like the, the playoff between the two characters anyway. So, yeah, so a very interesting kind of mystery here. Someone's trying to kill Tony. Uh, of all the same time, he's trying to do his own autobiography. So we get the autobiography of Tony Stark, part one. So uh, I wasn't really thinking I was going to get into this new Iron Man book because I was so attracted to the uh, Christopher Cantwell run. But it's kind of kicking off this one. So we'll, we'll see here. We'll see. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Johnny's asking, uh, saying, you think he's picking up Danger Street? Yeah, it's a cool book. I think you would like it, Johnny. Uh, did he end up marrying Hellcat? No. Uh, he did propose, uh, but Patsy politely turned him down. He was kind of still there. You know, uh, during the Christopher Cantwell run, uh, Tony got horribly injured. And so basically he was kind of in his Iron Man suit with his neck fused in to kind of keep his neck from being broken. Uh, and he was on painkillers to kind of help out. And unfortunately, you know, he uh, got a heroin addiction for a short period of time. And so he was trying to kick heroin, still not, you know, still worrying about being an alcoholic as well. So there's, he had a lot of issues going on. Of course, this is, you know, fresh off the uh, 2020 uh, storyline where basically kind of the tech kind of fought against Tony. So yeah, he's been through the ringer uh, his past few runs of his book. So uh, this one kind of looks to be the same, but no, unfortunately they did not marry. They're, they're on good terms. They're friends. They're very close, but yeah, Patsy's like, yeah, I don't know. I kind of need to do my own thing here. Uh, of course, the, in that run too, uh, some of Patsy's uh, demonic past came back to haunt her a bit. So we may see some of her, uh, some of that pop up later on. I don't know in her own book or someone else's, but there's a little bit more to Patsy's story going on. Uh, let's see. Dave Malley, good to see you, sir. I uh, heard an interesting theory that Riri is a Kang variant. Huh. 
Where'd you hear that one? I'm intrigued by that one. Uh, it, in a way, it can make sense. Especially if it's not, you know, from this, you know, potential universe. But, you know, she's a builder. She's, you know, I don't know. Okay, okay. That's, that's an interesting theory. <laughs> yes, Hellcat's getting all helly again. <laughs> yes, she is. All right. A couple of 80s got to show off here. <clears throat> First, I didn't think much uh, this was going to be anything because um, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of fatigued with vampire books right now. There's a lot on the market. And while there are some standouts, they're all kind of running in together. But I went ahead and read this one and enjoyed it. And I'm going to pick this up, pick up the second issue. We got Mark Millar and uh, Juan and Ramirez doing nightclub here. Uh, and this is definitely a cool take on vampires uh, stuff here. Basically, you got our three uh, uh, characters here who are kind of, you know, our lead guy's a bit of a danger seeker. He wants to be a YouTube celebrity, stuff like that, doing stupid stunts. He gets injured. And to the point where maybe he may not make it and has a strange visitor who basically gives him the old forever kiss and he's a vampire now. But this guy has an agenda. Basically, we can go out there and do good things, stop bad people, all that sort of stuff like that with our new powers. We just need the right people to do it. So seems like somebody's building up a network here. But I'm intrigued by this. Uh, like I said, I'm going to pick up the second issue. We'll see how this goes here. But I like the first issue. It's Pretty good story. And of course, you gotta love that price point there. $1.99, folks. And when was the last time you saw a $1.99 comic book that wasn't a children's book? So that's pretty, that's pretty cool right there. So uh, but uh the one thing I'm actually really excited about, if you turn to the back here, yes, Nemesis Reloaded coming January 2023. Finally, we get our sequel to one of my all-time favorite Mark Millar books. If you have not read Nemesis, it is fantastic. Uh, basically, it is um, a mix of kind of like evil Batman uh, meets the uh, David Fincher film The Game, where you've got like rich people playing a particular game, doing things they couldn't normally get away with in real life. Uh, but in this case here, this guy fancies himself as a bit of a rogue vigilante, uh, but he wears the all-white suit, uh, double gun thing, very violent sort of thing like that. Um, in the original series, there is a cop who's on the verge of retirement who's basically been trying to get this guy for years and kind of thinks maybe he's, you know, maybe going to get him before he, you know, retires. And so it's kind of like their last go at it. And uh, yeah. Uh, it's Nemesis has been out for quite a long time, and unfortunately, with the way uh, Millar does uh, his productions, is that at one point he did this deal where he would do a book or a graphic novel or a series or whatever else, and then it would immediately get a movie or TV deal. And until that product was made into a movie or TV, he couldn't do any sequels to it. So that's why for a while we were getting so many kick-ass uh, sequels in the comics because they kept making the movies. Uh, but and unfortunately, Nemesis got a movie deal as soon as it came out, but they didn't make a movie. It kept falling through for whatever reason, nobody, you know, whatever else is having problems. Uh, apparently, there is going to be a series coming out, um, probably through Netflix, because he's got to deal with them. Um, don't know when, but it's, it's it talked about it's in the works. Um, I think it would be it'd be a killer series to do. So I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I'm very excited about finally getting a sequel to this. So 
Yes, we will see here. <laughs> Tommy, good to see you, sir. Boom. Yes. Uh, let's get to my pick of the week here. Uh, good segue, Tommy. Thank you, sir. Boom Studios brings us a vicious circle. Mattson Tomlin is the writer. Lee Bermejo, the just one of the most fantastic artists on the market right now, is the artist on here, does the cover, does everything. This book is awesome. Of course, it's a prestige format here. Boom's not really done those before, as far as I know. DC's kind of had the market on those and some indies, but Boom decided they're going to do a prestige format here. But uh, Gorgeous, gorgeous artwork here from Lee. You get some uh, color and you also get some black and white stuff too. Yeah, this is gorgeous, gorgeous stuff here. Uh, the story behind this one is basically you've got two men who are essentially like corporate assassins that are on either side of you know a certain type of mission. Basically, one of them wants to save us, one of them wants to destroy everything, that sort of thing like that. But they are time traveling uh, to try to get to this certain point to affect the you know course of human history, sort of thing like that. Uh, but they are also tethered together. So they're, it's kind of like a quantum leap sort of thing where their jumps are sort of random. They're not exactly where they're supposed to go. Sometimes they are right on top of each other when they appear into a new timeline. Sometimes they have to go looking for each other. Uh, but there's always that eternal question they've been asking for quite a long time, because apparently they've been at this sort of mission for a while, is what happens when one of them dies? So, but yeah, very interesting stuff here. Uh, like I said, love, love the artwork here. So, yeah, really, really cool stuff. So, uh, Tommy said, yeah, that's good stuff. Yes, yeah, uh, he agrees. Uh, yeah, so yeah, Tommy's been uh, recommending that book over Clobbering Comics. Yeah, I, I agree. That's, yeah, Vicious Circle, definitely my pick of the week. That is a fantastic book. Cannot recommend it enough. So uh, it is a three-issue series, so I'm definitely going to be picking up those issues there. Uh, let's see. Trev's World, good to see you. Only one here, by the way. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Hey, um, lots of stirring up in the DC universe here. I, I, it was interesting. I just saw a meme right before the show. It was kind of a picture of everybody in the Justice League, and everybody was all great out except for Jason Momoa, and there was kind of a whole boo-hoo, you know, sort of thing like that. Uh, it was kind of struck me funny because it's wildly inaccurate. Like, okay, yeah, we know Henry is not going to be Superman for the next project we see coming out because James Gunn wants to do a kind of a young Superman form of years, whatever they want to do there. It's not clear what they want to do, but they said they do want to go back and do a younger Superman. That's not to say that Henry could come back at a later date. So we will see about that one. Uh, Wonder Woman. Okay. Patty Jenkins is off the project for Wonder Woman three. The plans have been scrapped. Gall, on the other hand, she's still Wonder Woman. She's not left the project just yet. So there you go. Uh, yeah, Dave's saying they hope they keep her. As far as I know, she's still Wonder Woman. Nothing's changed there. Um, ben Affleck, who was also great out in the picture, he's still Batman. He's going to be Batman for The Flash coming up next year and also Aquaman 2 coming up next year. So there's that. Um, Ezra Miller, you know, the Flash movie's still coming out despite everything he's done recently, his crimes, his issues, whatever else. That movie's still coming out. He's still the Flash. So the only accuracy in there is, you know, Henry's not Superman anymore and Ray Fisher's not Cyborg and 
frankly, you know, Jason Momoa sounds like he's going to be doing double duty as Aquaman and Lobo. So, I don't know. Um, Tommy actually brings up a good point here. Henry's going to Warhammer 40K, which is, yeah, they're going to do a Warhammer adaptation for Amazon Prime. And Henry's going to be the lead for that one, which is I'm sure he's extremely excited about. Because if you know anything about Henry, uh, he's a super nerd, just like a lot of us, which, you know, welcome, sir. Uh, but he is a tremendous Warhammer fan. Like, he's grown up with that stuff for years. Just like he was very protective of the Witcher series, which is why he's not on the show anymore. He left because apparently they were going in a direction that is different from the books, wildly inaccurate, whatever the case may have been. He wasn't a fan of it, so that's why he's leaving. he left the show. So the whole intersection of him leaving the Witcher, the Superman one-shot, and then him being off there, literally a matter of coincidence. So he was going to do Superman, but, you know, like I said, he may come back later on, you know, if they're going to do a Black Adam 2 or, you know, follow up with that stare down between, you know, the two, the two of them and a Black Adam. So we'll see. Um, but yeah. So, you know, don't worry just yet, folks. There are going to be a lot of changes coming up. James Gunn apparently has a, uh, a bit of a kind of master plan that he is going to release to the fans uh, and, you know, in, in mass. Um, I think it's going to be after the holidays, maybe around first of the year is what he said. So, we do have that coming up here. We might get a little bit more of a you know thing what's going on there. So we'll see. Um, of course, the Matt Reeves Batman films, those are still going to happen. Um, everything's on board for that. They're, I don't know if they're shooting Batman 2 just yet, but everything's on board for those movies. We're still going there. Uh, let's see the upcoming Joker sequel. That's still happening. So, yeah, I mean, there have been a lot of changes, but there are still a lot of things who, you know, of course, we know uh, what uh, Shazam's coming out later on, I think. This year? Yeah, there's another Shazam film coming out. Then we got Aquaman next year, Flash next year. So, yeah, we'll see here. Uh, Dave says he's got a lot of faith in James Gunn. I do, too. Uh, frankly, some of the best things to come out of the recent DC universe were James Gunn projects, Suicide Squad and then Peacemaker. Uh, in both of those projects, he started world building, you know, just name-checking people. You know, I name-check Green Arrow, name-check Batmite. We saw Starro the Conqueror. When did you ever think you would see a movie with Starro the Conqueror as a bad guy? Of course, having all the other characters we had in the Suicide Squad, but still nonetheless, never thought in a million years we'd ever see that. And they didn't do it, like, I mean, they, it was a little amusing, as, you know, James stuff is, but it was still a fairly serious villain. So, and you saw how powerful he is. So, yeah. Yeah, so... I, I, I'm with you, Dave. I've got tremendous faith in James. So, yeah, we, we will. Uh, I'm very anxious to see. Good Lord. Cast doing crazy things over here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm very uh, anxious and excited to see what James has got coming up here. Uh, yeah, I mean, you never know. They may be moving towards a, a larger world building adaptation of some big storyline. I mean, granted, Crisis on Infinite Earths was done for the CW verse. They may try to do a cinematic version of it. He may be trying to, you know, move towards kind of wrapping up uh, the Snyderverse stuff. You know, we may get a, con you know, a final battle between, you know, the Justice League and Darkseid. So, you know, there, there's all sorts of possibilities. We could be having entirely new territory. Flashpoint could be doing something, you know, much bigger than we actually know about. So, uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, was the surprise by Star Wars? Was arms fall off, boy? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's that's a good point. Yeah, arms fall off, boy. Was definitely a <laughs> definitely a ringer there. I, the Lancer, I, I you know, you know, uh, flew aboard as Lancer. Yeah. 
that was or the Lancer. I think it's Lancer. Yeah. Anyway, that was great. Anyway, so well, my voice is starting to give out here a little bit, so I think I'm going to turn in a little early here. I didn't have too much plan because I was going to see exactly how I was holding up for the show here. So uh, don't look too terribly bad. Don't sound too terribly bad, I guess. I'm a little more bass in the voice here, but yeah. Anywho, uh, next week uh, I will be doing a show, but I won't be here in the uh, confines of the Sanctum Sanctorium here. Uh, I'll be on the road uh, visiting some family members, so uh, we'll hopefully be able to get a show up there. I mean, they, they have Wi-Fi there, so I you know, should be able to do something. So, uh, yeah, I'll definitely have some books to show off there. Of course, you know, we'll see what kind of news is going to be popping up here. Uh, lots of rumblings, of course, in the wrestling world as uh, Mandy Rose has got her walking papers. Uh, but a lot of fans are crying foul about it, crying a little bit of a double standard sort of thing. Apparently, uh, Miss Mandy has a uh, a fan page. I think it's called, like, Fan Nation or something. It kind of similar to like an OnlyFans sort of thing like that. But... Apparently, some of the uh, photos and things there are a bit of a risque nature that the company is not comfortable with. Uh, but again, fans are crying foul because, you know, granted, this was about 20 years ago, but there was a standard for a while where a lot of their very popular female wrestlers also appeared in Playboy magazine. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how long the uh, the firing will last. But, of course, you know, um, if you watch NXT this past week, uh, Mandy lost her title uh, that she'd held for a long period of time. And then literally the next day she got fired. So a lot of fans are crying about that one there. We'll see what happens about that. Uh, of course, the uh, Vice documentary, The Nine Lives of Vince McMahon, came out. Uh, I don't have Vice, so I'm really hoping it pops up on YouTube or I can or pay for it to watch. I don't know. I, I, I want to see this documentary. I'm very interested to see this because, you know, Vince really hasn't had a doc about him. That's a bit of a tell-all, and he's got some skeletons in the closet for sure. Of course, we've seen him pop up in the news uh, with uh, a few more allegations brought against him. One that's an old allegation being brought back, and then one that's a bit of a, a newer one come back again. So, uh, yeah, there's he, he's still having a lot of problems, and, of course, he had the audacity to think that he was going to try to get back on the company. It's like, no, buddy. Yeah, uh, you, great. You, you may have been the founder. You may have started things here, but I don't think anybody wants you back right now. They're they're kind of fine without you. <laughs> so we will see how that all works out. But yeah, so lots lots of news stirring around here. So I'm curious to see how uh, how things work out in the James Gunn DC universe and also over WWE. So yeah, lots of uh, lots of waiting and seeing, I guess. But anywho. Hope you all have yourselves a good week. Be in good health out there. And you all have yourselves a wonderful day. And I will see you all next time on the Fanatic Forum. Bye-bye.